Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 5th edition Vampire the Masquerade tabletop role-playing rules by World of Darkness. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. Listeners should know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience and will include strong language and mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and so forth, that may bear resemblance to entities living, dead, or undead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Rena Henzi, and for tonight's game, I will be your storyteller. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another interlude episode of the Old Ways Podcast Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. We are still having a break from our main season chronicle and taking a look at what our Coterie members are doing in the meantime. And tonight we are shining our spotlight on yet another Coterie member and whatever shenanigans they choose to get up to. So, without further ado, let's have some introductions. To my right. Uh, this is Tiffany, and I play Alex Giovanni. Yes, and joining our favorite Hikata this evening will be... Uh, hi, this is Mike, and I play Marcus Voss of Clan Bruja. Excellent. So before we get into any actual shenanigans tonight, I'm sure you're aware of what I'm going to ask you for, as this is a brand new night around December 15th, and you have to make some rouse checks a success that's a seven okay so you're both doing fairly well as you get up and go about your business this evening alex you are pulling up to the union office down in marcus's territory you had agreed to meet this evening for some discussion and perhaps to plan some well let's just say some interesting things that need to happen in the future And so, not knowing what else to do, you've made your way to the office where you've met Marcus before. And you go up the stairs, Ajax pulls off into the parking lot, sits there. You go up to the union office proper, and you see there's only a couple people in here this evening. It's about 6.30. Uh, You passed a couple mortals on their way out, just chatting to each other. They leave in groups of two or three. You don't see anyone leaving alone, which makes sense, knowing what you know. Mm -hmm. And as you go in, um, you see there's a young blonde woman in the break room who appears to be putting dishes in the dishwasher. And there's at the desk where Marie used to sit uh, is now a, say, mid-30s black woman in a very nice blouse and pair of jeans and she's very focused and typing away on her computer. She looks up at you. Can I help you? I'm here to see Marcus. Do you have an appointment? And she pulls out a appointment book. Well, yes. Um, strange. There's no appointments in here for after five. Marcus isn't here at the moment. Didn't say he was coming in. Okay. It's fine. I'll turn around and text Marcus. Where are you? So, Marcus, you get a very cranky text message from your Hikata friend. There's no tone in text. It's Alex. There is tone in it. (laughs) I don't want to presuppose crankiness constantly from my Hikata friend. Uh, So I'll text back and just say, I don't live there anymore, and give a smiley face, (laughs) and then give you an address. Would have been nice to know before tonight, but okay, I'll be there. So we'll go to the address. Okay. Gloria just kind of shakes her head. You're not the first person to come here looking for Marcus and not find him here. So you set off, you have Ajax, who was in the car studying Spanish. He's doing Duolingo on his phone. He tends to do that a lot whenever you're 
uh, at a meeting that's going to take a bit. And he looks a bit startled, but without hesitation, he takes the address and he drives you to the new location, which you, if you would like to give Alex a description of Marcus. Uh, yeah, so Ajax drives you toward a, a little bit swankier section of town. So he drives you down towards uh, the bay and drives you down past the Port of San Francisco building, the big main one that you see in all the pictures, all the tourist snapshots, and continues driving, driving down the pier until he gets to about Pier 27-ish or so. So this is a fairly long building that extends out over the pier. Uh, and just... Just on your left side of the vehicle, as you get out, you'd see Coit Park in the distance, the tower itself. And you're in a pretty heavily commercialized district of San Francisco. So are you, uh, do you give them directions for where to go in the building? Do you meet them downstairs? Yeah, I I stand outside and, and meet them downstairs. So Ajax pulls up. He tips his driver's cap to you, Marcus, uh, and you can get out Alex and have your meeting. Okay. Hey. Nice building. Thanks. I uh, step back inside, sort of walk you through some of the hallways here. You can tell that there's some construction dust. We walk uh, down a fairly long section of hallway here until we come to a rather sizable door. Looks like it might at one point served as a bank vault door. And I start cranking it open. Nice. And then you see the, you know, the the probably eight to ten inch thick steel door that opens effortlessly, of course, because it's on really greased hinges. And uh, I invite you to enter in case you have any issues with that sort of thing. Yeah, in case somebody does. So I close the door afterwards. And it, it, the pier buildings here seem to have been hollowed out, like the interior sections. It's not really a shop. It's more of an apartment. And this looks a little bit more modern than the last place. It's a little less, we'll say, gritty industrial feel overall. Um, it looks more Spartan and sort of serviceable. There's some boxes. There's probably some luggage here as well. And it looks like there's a big open space. And you also notice that there are there are no windows in here. So out of abundance precaution, obviously, I uh, changed up the location. Yeah, that was that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about as well. Okay. Possibly having a backup location in this area. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places here. There's a lot of nooks and crannies you could get yourself into, especially with like a a smaller-ish one-bedroom. Or even if you did what a lot of the locals do, which is carve out space in somebody's attic or somebody's basement. Uh, There's a ton of retrofits that go on. Yeah, no, I I get it, right? You have a specific way of living, but if you're talking about having to live on the lamb, you might have to, um, how would you say, eschew some of that formalities. Well, I understand that. I just uh, like being alone. Uh, I think that would probably be safer for anybody, considering uh, the things that we have talked about so far. It's going to be very easy for me to, you know, not be able to live where I live. Yeah. Yeah, the independent population in the city has really grown recently. And um, most of them now, with the Prince Regent in charge, have a big fat target on their foreheads right I mean I'm going to keep operating as business as usual as as long as I can but I would like to get a place in this area uh, in case I can't you know live where I live I sort of give you a smirk and I step back and I sort of put this sort of haughty sort of uh, effect on say are you making a formal request of the Baron. I chuckle. I guess uh, it's more of you have more friends here than I do. It's a joke, Alex. Take a joke. The whole thing's a joke anyway. 
Maybe not the whole thing, but yeah, it, it's fine. I've got a couple places I could point out to you if we had to clear them out. So that way you have your own free space. I'm fine with that too. I can probably rustle up some lads and leathers and make sure that that happens. Uh, the only thing that I would, which obviously I will front any funds for any clearing out or rearranging, but if I get compromised and Eddie gets compromised, Eddie's going to have to come with me. Yeah. I guess that's sort of the point of this whole thing, right? I mean, call it whatever you want. The idea behind setting out all this territory and clearing out the old and making way for the new is all about making space for people when they need places to go. And so if you or Eddie or you and Eddie need space, whether it be cooperatively or separate, like separate given probably how you deal, then we'll make adjustments. Yeah, just let me know how much money I need to give you or front. I really appreciate it. But if we're going to stir up some trouble, like I think we're going to, if we do it right, I will be kicked out of my place. Yeah, I have no doubt. I wouldn't be surprised if the Prince Regent is already targeting a lot of the more powerful independent people. He's going to want to either do one or two, one or two paths will will await his decision. One is he goes completely hell comes to breakfast. He pushes out anybody who's not Camarilla and does his level best to essentially cleanse the city of non-Camarilla presence. It's always a possibility. Mm. It would also fit his MO pretty well over the years. Option two is he sits back and realizes how terrible his position is politically, especially given the fact that his whole apple cart got upset about a month ago or so, and that everybody was now suddenly in on his secret plan to depose the prince. That can't have made a lot of the clan elders happy at all. And he might be sort of working towards making it easier for them to do some of the things that they want in return for their obedience and votes. It's the other way things work, it seems, with our kind. Right. Well, and that brings me to a few things. So my plan is to operate as business as usual. Um, What you have done has harmed my business, so I am not living here. Um, this This is the front. I did make a contact with Sebastian at... Elysium at the Vampire Club um, because he is also not happy. I think that he doesn't want William there any more than we do. No, but Sebastian is also liable for what happened. Yes. And I haven't forgotten that. I agree, but as with most of my clients, until they've proven unuseful, I will play a game. Certainly. I think think there's use there. Uh, Also, oh, in return, I have to grace Elysium with my presence, which is fine because that's where I'm going to get the most information. I'm going to get the most grumbling. I'm going to get... I'll probably get requests for what's going on here. So I would also like to... Maybe we should write out... Or not write out physically because that's uh, never good. But make a list of information that I can give in exchange for real information. If that Certainly. makes sense. Yeah, I think Sebastian wanting you at Elysium is sort of understandable given, and I sort of gesture to Alex's motif, yeah. given your, um, well, the, the art piece that is you. Sebastian likes to surround themselves with attractive things, as really any keeper would. And there's no doubt that that's why they probably want there, at least in part, right? Plus, right. you're spooky, and you everybody has to be spooky at some point. Well, it also gives somebody, gives them all something to talk about, which is fine, yeah. I mean. Yeah, and that's probably more to the point of what that sort of keeper of Elysium likes. 
mm-hmm. the, the the constant hum of information back and forth, people coming in and going out, because they get to be a kindred watcher. As for the information, I think it's critical that you and I come to that agreement of information that you will be able to give out, because I think it acts as bait. Mm-hmm. And we can find out who really is interested and who really is playing the Prince Regent's game. Right. And then, if necessary, squash them. That, or we know who to follow to get to bigger information or bigger fish. I mean, we already had our discussion and our agreement that, you know, we're still partners in this and we want to get William out of here. That means that I'm not going to give out any crucial information for this area or for anybody here. Anyone. And that includes a certain Toreador that you don't like, right? Uh, Well, I guess my thought on this point, on that point is that no, I'm not going to sell her out so that somebody, some Camarilla member can kill her because of some rule. Not yet, anyways. I don't see her as that big of a problem yet. Fair enough. She is a sympathizer, and she had shown that by being willing to help the the Nosferatu and by cowing to whatever William asked for. I just want you to be aware of those actions. I am. I'm I have less concerns about her loyalty now. She and I have had a little chat. Uh, an important one. And I'm also a little less concerned about her actions as far as Esme goes. Did the former prince and I have a conversation or two left unfulfilled? Absolutely. And I made it very clear, very clear to Katerina that if Esme ever stands again in San Francisco, that I will not let her stand between me and the former prince. I will have my vengeance if they come back. I agree. They have. They had overreached the moment that they had pulled me into the nonsense. (laughs) But that being said, I think our working agreement is very important. Yes. You're also going to benefit, obviously, from what you might need from this I'm going to spread my hands around the barony as they call it can offer you quite a bit it can offer you new information sources the ability to easier work with the anarch population of Oakland given that some of them will be coming here and um, not just on a temporary basis so you'll have that additional business to work from I realize that that sort of half-truth that you'll be telling at Elysium about me damaging your business isn't necessarily all a lie. No. Being being with me in the same coterie and having that coterie sort of end the way it did is there are going to be certain Camarilla uh, kindred that are not going to be interested in doing business with you anymore. Mm-hmm. But given the fact that you have a very unique way of getting a hold of information, they might not have a choice. Correct. And, you know... If our partnership means that I need to be friendly with people that I otherwise would not be, then so be it. I mean, you know my business, I operate, I don't often ask for money. I ask for other things. So if that is our arrangement, then, you know, rest assured I'm... You know how I am with my clients, basically. And I would think that we are a little bit more than that than just business associates. Ooh, it's very close to the F word, isn't it? Sure. But we have been through a lot. Certainly. In that same way, then, then I would question why you would offer me money and compensation to find a place. In the true Hakata way, wouldn't you just offer services or a favor in exchange? I could. I just figured if you wanted or needed. I don't know how much you've spent here. I don't know what you have. I assume nothing. 
I'll simply say that there are members within the Brukna clan that have been very supportive when it comes to setting up this little barony. They're very interested in seeing it succeed as a member of, of Clan Gangrel. And so being able to secure this sort of area gives the former coterie or the current coterie, depending on how you want to term it, a wide berth for hunting. You'll be able to come here for what you need. So will really most of the coterie. In fact, when you do end up staying within the domain, you get the benefit of daytime retainers if you want them. People to watch you while you sleep during the daytime. There's all sorts of benefits to staying here long term. You can't really do much about that when you're staying outside the domain. But um, I do have a doorman now. It's a very smart idea. Oh, he's he's been he's been there. Uh, the the electronic shop underneath my place. I also own that. So. Huh. Well, I haven't heard from Rom recently. I can only can only, only imagine. Oh yes, he is. Uh, he's full of it. His boat is magnificent. He is naming it <laughs> the Spear of Michael, even. Oh, I'm sure you approve. Perhaps. Well, I I know for at least the rumor mill. If you hadn't heard, maybe you have by now. If you've talked to Rom, evidently Roger is not speaking with the Prince Regent. They're not returning the Prince Regent's calls. Hmm. I did not know that. I find it interesting, especially given, well, especially given his words to me at the theater, right? To not start a revolution, at least there. And I think I held up my end of that bargain. But having you at Elysium is going to be very helpful, especially from our perspective, the domain's perspective. Only because it'll give us a second set of ears, perhaps even third in the building, as I will have a representative of sorts. So are you speaking with Roger then? No. <laughs> no. Oh. No, no. I have if I've spoken with an awful lot of Malkavians over the past few months. I'm not interested in any additional. Eh. No, you're you're familiar with Jean Valentine, yes? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Jean works for me now. We've uh, we've been talking recently, and given her ties and um, political experience within the kindred of the city, I thought it was useful to re- retain her services, uh, thanks to Vince's quick work by cleansing her. Well, and she, you can't have her just not show up at Elysium anymore when she was there all the time. She is a powerful resource and someone who can get things done and I'll just say that I would rather have Jean organizing for me than the Prince Regent. Not that she would likely serve under a venture prince, but he could probably make life very difficult for her. And we're a much more appealing option. Now, is she working with you or with the Coterie? Jean works for me. Okay. I just... Wanted to make sure if that was clear. Now, if the Coterie needs something of Jean, I'm certain that they could come through me to get it. Is there something you need? No. I need very little. I'll start scouting out places that you and your friends can potentially stay if necessary. Even if it's a houseboat parked on a pier somewhere. As long as it's not with Rom's crew. Yeah, I can only imagine. He He's a great lad, but uh, his boat's going to be busy. Well, as long as he uh, either keeps it in international waters or while he's within the confines of the piers that we own does not cause any sort of masquerade breaches, he should be fine. Viewable masquerade breaches. Oh, well, that's totally something different. Besides, I have the ear of the tiger shark gangrel at this point. Well, I figured he said somebody worked something out. I figured it was you and not him. Well, not me directly, but knowing their chief is very, very useful, especially given how 
surprisingly powerful they are. So you've done a lot of work to get this area and made a lot of deals. Are you going to be okay with that? I mean, it's not a job I would want. I'm just... I think the deals that I made have... Are they (laughs) win-win? The deal with the Anarchs in Oakland is very important. It is something that they have wanted. They see Mallet as much of a threat as we do. And so we have a common enemy. And so in exchange for allowing them space to spread uh, their feeding grounds a little bit, um, in exchange for that, we get protection from some of their membership. And we communicate with them uh, before we, you know, take any trips across the bridge so they understand if we're coming in any sort of numbers. And then also, too, we carved out a portion of the domain just for them that is theirs mostly to freely allow the country gangrel to have some of their spaces back that were taken and they appreciated that and moreover our work to avenge the death of Luther Garibaldi went an awfully long way especially his tongue well yeah, that hopefully that uh, gives me some space then. I don't see why it wouldn't. Their chief, uh, Mariam, they've dropped the primogen title. They're, she's chief now. Mariam is very wise and a complete predator in every sense of the word. I have quite a keen respect for her. So, if you do encounter Mariam, I would say treat them like you would any predator. Make sure they're not looking to f- too hungry anyway. Yes, but if you struck a deal about avenging Luther, that was a lot of my doing, especially as far as getting his voice back. So, I would think that I would be included. I think that they view the Coterie's actions as a whole. I don't think that I stepped out and uh, claimed any responsibility for the complete killing. We were all there. Yes. And uh, I'm fairly certain that they understand that. If not, I'm happy to clear it up if you feel that's necessary. I'm sure Luther's been speaking to some people. Maybe. Where? I can look around. Is he here? Was he, only, was he only here when you call him? How well, does that work? Uh, well, I mean, lately I've just been letting him do what he wants. He basically doesn't want to be bored. I always have his fedora with me so that if he needs to speak to me or he wants to be seen, he can be. But otherwise, I let him be who him. He hasn't, uh, he never wronged me in a way that I would punish him or use him as I would other or even others of my clan would use any wraith yeah Uh, what happened to him was unfortunate and uh, I do not lay claim to him I just basically keep his things safe so that he can do what he wants to do I mean, if it's an emergency, yes, I can call him to me, but I try not to because who knows what he's doing. I mean, if he's being a peeping Tom, I don't want to, I don't want to interfere. I mean, I suppose I couldn't speak for Luther in that regard. We spent time together on the battlefield, but not so much in the day to day. He was uh, very much a a kindred of his own business, aloof in the way that... um, when you take the title of sheriff becomes very menacing. Speaking of sheriff, our ex-sheriff is hanging around here somewhere. So if you see if you see Esmeralda hanging around the domain, just know that she's one of us. She's left her the cam, much as most of the, the Bruja have. Can't say I'm shocked. But you know. oh, no, one foot out the door as it is. Yeah. And she had such a sparkling personality. Esmeralda is who they are. Dara Hammer. They'd live life to the fullest in that sense. And so 
when you have someone who wants to be the fury and hellfire, you point them in that direction and let them be who they are. It's better than trapping them in. Indeed. Yeah, I'm just hoping we can uh, get some good information and find a way to get him, to get Mallet out of the city as soon as possible. I'm working a couple angles, and I think if we get together another sort of rolling plan along along with this, mm-hmm. it should prove pretty useful. What we lack on Mallet truly is information. Mm-hmm. And so we know very little actually about William Mallet. No, I think what we do know is what he wants people to know. Absolutely. That's what any real person has his position would do. You let them know what you want them to know. And so we need to find out what he doesn't want us to know. Especially who he has control over. Now, I have been told that he has uh, recently begun, I guess, creating more kindred. Hmm. Some rather unfortunate people that got caught up and have suddenly become members of Clan Venture. What a horrible fate. It's just slightly... Not Ventrue? Very. And it seems to me like he's panicking. Or perhaps it's a play at making us think he's panicking. Mm. But we're going to have to figure out who controls him. Beyond the White Tower. Well, I can tell you one thing. I'm going to... Probably go make friends with Roger... I don't mind Roger. He's a bit over the top, but I mean, when you look at him and you look at Sebastian, eh, they're kind of the same. I mean, maybe a little bit. Roger's, I think, a little bit more perfunctory than Sebastian is. But speaking of um, things that we might want to be involved in, um, my guess is that Clan Toreador and Clan Tremere are likely the two closest clans right now to the Prince Regent. Yeah. And we don't have an in anymore with Clan Tremere. Our um, friend Vince has seemed to ash that pretty quickly. What did he do to Grandmother? Oh, he didn't do anything to Grandmother, uh, to my understanding. But there was that whole deal, I guess, that he struck with Grandmother. There was some sort of deal about sort of subduing grandmother's child rather than what he did. And so um, Scuttlebutt says that um, grandmother's very upset. Yeah, but... Killing upset about it. Now, right now, it seems that that's sort of in the wings. Whenever it happens, who knows? Perhaps if Vince doesn't show his face around them for a few hundred years maybe things might cool a little bit but my guess is is that the prince regent is going to tap dance like that all day long and he'll push clan Jamir to come against us that's what i would do i know that well i should say i pretty much know that that was the only reason that grandmother was in town so you mean the only reason was for her child She'd come to get him? She wanted to make sure that he was taken care of, wanted to know where he was. She wanted to get him back into the clan. Oops. Thankfully, I didn't make any promises. I just said that I'd take care of him. (laughs) I don't see her staying in town very much longer. I mean, she has no patience for this nonsense. I mean, honestly. I think what I'd like to do is figure out a way that we can covertly keep our eyes on a couple of those clans specifically mm-hmm. the Toreador specifically the Tremere mm-hmm. mostly because with most of the Gangrel or Bruja having either left, gone independent or just gotten the fuck out of town mm-hmm. it's likely there's not a ton of support for the Prince Regent in those in those areas and so who does that leave? Clan Lissambra gone. The Nosferatu ghosts since before what was going on. Esme was basically the only one left that we know of. Although with the Nosferatu, who knows? 
Well, and by Esme being dethroned in such a way, I'm sure they have no desire. You know, that brings up, brings up an excellent point, though, Alex. What does Clan Nosferatu feel about their prince being unseated? I don't know. I don't talk to them. I see that as a an opportunity. Sure. I don't know who's going to want to go... Uh, trudging through the sewers. Here we go again. The clean suit. The problem with people that aren't smashingly beautiful. It, it's kind of my thing. It's fine. We'll work on it. I'll work on it. Someone will work on it. Maybe not you. But if there are Nosferatu in the city, still, why they wouldn't have come to Esme's defense, why they, why they wouldn't have been picked as part of the coterie is beyond me especially given all the information they seem to be able to gather. That would have been perfect. Mm. Or maybe they don't want to have anything. They didn't want to have anything to do with Esme before that. Who knows? Well, and Uh, they could be like some of us who have been independent for a long time. Uh, And sometimes you sit it out until things calm down. I don't think things are calmer at all. Well, I'm not saying they're coming back. I'm saying they're going to wait. Because they no. know that Mallet is trouble. No, I think more than that, they know the city's shattered. Right. It's in pieces right now. And the question is, is who's going to be willing enough to get their hands bloody to pick up all these shards and put something together? It's not going to be me, but I'm not going to also let Mallet sit up there. No. And do what he does. No, he's the wrong person to lead the city. Yeah. And hopefully somebody's got a better idea. Hopefully it can be somebody that's on our mm. side so somewhat, I don't know, friendly. San Francisco should be free. It should be free of any sort of Sabbat domination and it should be free of any sort of Camarilla ownership. No slaves. That's the way I see it. I don't have a problem with that either. I mean, the Camarilla is a giant pain in my ass, as we have seen. It's a giant game that I'm tired of playing. I want to play my own game, which is my business. Information. Information is oftentimes worth more than money. Mm. I don't disagree. Okay, so how do we get more information on Mallet without him getting on to us? Well, okay. Here's the thing. So who's left of Tremere that we have to worry about? Vaness, as far as I know. I don't know anything about them, but I know Vince has mentioned Phoebe, I think her name is. Oh, is she the Nazi? That's right. We already got her. A little bit. It's an interesting leverage point. Okay. He let that one slip. But I paid attention. I think it was in the room, right? Ah, he lost his temper about something. I thought it was when he was when we were with, dealing with Dima. Oh, all those nights blend together, but yeah, true. I mean, it was just a mess. Still is. He yeah, agreed. At least my brain's a little bit clearer now. <laughs> That's because you're not dreaming. Well, I mean, even before that, just the the sheer fuckery of you know who's with who and who's doing what did. The way a traditional Camarilla prince works is the people in Elysium find out what the prince is going to do in whispers. That's why Sebastian wants people back in Elysium, because they're not getting enough whispering. Mm -hmm. And that sort of title and location sort of thrives on information. Well, and with Sebastian, at least somewhat, you know, somewhat on our in our same frame of mind. Basically, he just doesn't want Mallet there. I don't, I think he wants the Camarilla. I just don't think he wants Mallet. I think he's probably a lot like a lot of Camarilla um, resigned to the fate that if they're, if the Camarilla is in charge, the Sabbat definitely will not take a city. But if the independents or Anarchs are in control of a city, then it's much more likely the Sabbat will come and steamroll them 
Well, not only that, it'll be just chaos, you know, eating babies in the street and burning, you know, the city will be in flames. Right. Masquerade breaches for everyone. It's like candy at a parade. Well, the problem is, is that the Anarch population has a reputation of doing that because they want to live their lives. Well, yeah, I was going to say, usually it's if you're pushed to a certain point. Sometimes that's the only retribution you have. Why do you think that the kind are so, so quick to riot or basically throw a tantrum with, you know, 50,000 people? Because somebody listens, somebody pays attention. I don't know. Lately, you can take away their rights and they barely even say anything. That's a sad state of affairs, but I'm not going to do that. Not for this city. All right, I'll come up with some intel that you can drop onto the eager ears of the vampires at Elysium, and we'll see what sort of honey uh, can draw them closer. Yeah, I just, you know, I want to make sure what is said is okay to be, you know, quote unquote, uh, okay. I want to know, so I'm not coming up off the top of my head and then... I say something that I think isn't a big deal, but it is a big deal to you or someone else. Yeah, we don't want to freelance too much in this subject because we're going to find out that uh, it's a lot quicker to dig a grave with information that gets too close to us. Mm-hmm. I would say I'll come up with a few items, things that you can sort of stir the pot with if necessary. The public persona is going to be pretty clear. If you and I ever in Elysium together... We're not going to talk to one another. We have to keep up a public facade of sort of not that we're enemies, but not liking each other. Right. For the for the public reasons, I've damaged your business, et cetera, et cetera. I'm I'm too revolutionary, whatever the case may be. My plan is to not really be seen with any of the coterie, except for maybe Rom, because everybody thinks he's a bumbling idiot, which really he's not. It's just people don't listen, right? I mean, sure, he does silly things, but do you know how much he helped us out with this Blood Moon stuff? I know. I think the problem... I, I Maybe I don't know how much he, he truly helped us. I think part of the problem for me in, in understanding Rom's role through in the through line of it is he did so much just dumbass shit along the way it's hard to highlight the good things that he did I I mean I agree he is kind of the comedic sidekick if you will are you two like a buddy cop movie no I don't think so that would make me bad cop am I bad cop I I stare at you (sighs) I I don't know I, I know that he works way better when he's organized he seems to be a creature of habit Yes, and that was the problem is that everything was falling apart around him and when things like that happen, he talks too much about everything, which is usually what gets him in trouble. But I will tell you that he helped put people back together after Dima. So he was the one who saw Trevor's vision. So, uh, what for happened to Trevor? I don't know. I'm I'm assuming he tore himself apart somewhere, and we just never found the parts. Speaking of parts, stay out of Castro. Oh, the Castro oh, district. Yeah, yeah. What's going on there? Uh, just an old friend in town, and they sort of live it up for a little while in that district. And they, um, how do I put this? They're very particular about their living space. It's just free advice. Okay. The whole district. Yeah. So let me ask you something. How familiar are you with Zamitzi? Well, we saw good examples of that when we were driving. Well, when things got bad. Yeah. There's a vampire that I know that's hanging out for a little while has been and they really have enjoyed the Castro district so much so that they're kind of hanging out there 
And so... Not not Sabat? No. Independent? They give fuck all about clans. And nice. really, they give sort of fuck all about sect as well. They're a vampire first and foremost. Hmm. Which I can respect. But I'm giving that advice to you. Feel free to just not give that advice to anyone else. Oh, sure. In fact... Maybe we should herd some people to that district? That's a really interesting idea. I'm it certain is. they wouldn't mind. Hmm. I mean, new playthings or furniture or whatever they do. When's the last time you had crab? Uh, it's been a while. Why? Maybe sometime we'll go for dinner. What? I don't eat food. It's a waste of time. It's not food. I'll fill you in later. They make things. Is it pretty? I think beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Mm. Just saying, I don't want to make your friend mad when I, like, throw up everywhere. I would say that if you're looking for traditional beauty, this would probably not be the place. But Ah. they are and have been an important ally in what's gone on. And so I don't want... um, anything untoward to happen to you should you be traveling around the city. And so, as advice, I'm reminding you not to go into the Castro District. No, I appreciate that. And that's perfect advice because, uh, you know, depending who it is, maybe I'll set up a meeting in the Castro District. Yes, provided you're not meeting any certain Toreador there. Oh, uh, well, no. I don't... Uh, she's so low on my priorities of speaking to people. Well, you may see her at Elysium as well. If you think she's working with you, I don't trust her. I, I, I think she's loyal enough to work with us. Uncertain, in certain ways. Well, I mean, at the very least, I know she doesn't want Mallet there, too. So, if nothing else. No, given the fact that William would like to kill her? Yeah. I think that can be said of all of us at this point. Um, I tend to think you're right, actually. Okay. All right. Well, we'll nail down the specifics and thanks for the warning. Mm. I guess I'll go through you if we come up with anybody that needs to go through a certain district. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That would probably be super helpful, especially if it's someone that we choose to not want to do business with, say, maybe ever again. It would be good to give them a heads up that someone was going to enter their territory so that way they could properly prepare for them right like say the two wing people of uh, a certain you know person oh yeah two people we need to learn way more about because it's far likely that we're going to far more likely we're going to see them than we'll see William anytime soon right and I think that's where we strike first anyways if he's gonna play dirty pool that's where we go first. He already has. He's already attacked my family. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he That's the game he wants to play. We'll find a way to get these two out of the way, too. Mm. Or, and I wouldn't, and I'm not saying, like, just uh, outright ash them. But I'm saying, like, permanently do something or make them not useful or well just keep in mind that the hallmark of clan ventru behind their speeches and behind their dictatorial attitude is internal toughness they're difficult very difficult sometimes to harm now if they're say suspended on a rack and they have to hang out somewhere like underwater or well, I don't know, maybe off of a ship. There's all sorts of fun things we could leverage now. Mm-hmm. And now that we control the port and we control business in and out. Yeah. And we control the Bay Bridge, the Oakland Bridge, as it were. Uh, there's an awful lot we can actually do to sort of upset the venture apple cart. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Glad we're still on the same page. Our agreement stands just as it was the night before we went to war against Lamb. If someone comes after you, uh, the barony, as it were, 
and I will make sure you have a place to go for you and whomever you need. In turn, you've agreed to not sell information on what the domain is up to or members who live here, at least any information that we don't want to sell them. Correct. That is key. Mm, yes. Because I have to give them something and of I course. have to have a reason why I come to this area. Sure. I have no problem with it. Because, I mean, everybody, you know, can get information <laughs> if they have, if they can pay. So. Oh. Speaking of information, I have some information for you. Oh. Hmm. Could prove useful. There's another member of the uh, aforementioned clan that I was speaking about. There's a kindred in in town by the name of Jane Doe. Um, she's offering medical assistance for kindred who are interested in perhaps um, modifying who they were before the change undertook them. A proper change. And so I'm sort of just letting it known that they're available. The services can be made available. While they're not free, yeah, they can be made available. And um, they have no love of the Prince Regent either, obviously. But nice. um, I'm going to see what I can do about having them help Vince with the clinic situation, even if it's just having a space available for them to work mm. privately, which is one thing that they, they'll need. If you hear any any requirements, if you if you have anyone you find that needs something like that, let them let them know that I can arrange it. Oh, definitely. So, are you then making sure that Vince gets his crap back together? I am doing my best to shepherd the young Tremere at least a little bit. I'm going to make sure that he has a clinic to work on, that he can help sort of resuscitate that portion of his. Whatever threads of uh, humanity he may be able to hold on to. The biggest concern I have is that events will push him to do other things. And so the plan will be to keep, keep quite a strong hand on Mr. Markovich. Yeah. He and Mina have moved. Oh, Mina moved with him? So I take it he took the book. I, I couldn't possibly tell you. All I know is I got a message from Vince about him moving. So he mentioned in it that Vina that, that Mina and him were moving, so Well that's good. Well, I can only hope that he'll do better because he is another one I am not speaking to until they sort their shit out. Not speaking to. Hmm. Well, I can't be seen with somebody as unhinged as Vince is right now. No, that's true. You have a reputation to maintain. Remember, business as usual. Well, and business is your baseline. And if there's no business, it's a lot harder for you to operate. Right. All right. Yeah, as, as far as Vince goes, I'm, I'll keep you updated if you like on uh, any events. I do owe him some help or some information for the help that he has given all of us. I mean, one could say that he owed me for a lot, but it's okay. So if he really needs help, he can reach out. Yeah, I I haven't spoken with him in the past week or so. Things have been a little busy here with the moving and all of the changes to the internal parts here to create sort of a shell. Yeah, I'm just now coming back out and seeing what what is what after I gather information, take enough, you know, take enough steps back from the coterie and everything so I can see where the dust lands, where I can pull strings and where I can't. As long as you're still committed to the idea of the coterie, I think that that's the most important thing to me. Well, definitely. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm I'm abandoning the coterie. I am saying that to certain people I should not be a part of it. Well, yeah. Yeah. As long as as long as your loyalties don't change in that regard, I don't I don't see the in the issue with it. I would 
I would I assumed that you were going to have to sort of become the Switzerland of the coterie. Correct. Yeah. It's business, we understand. And yeah, and if you need anything from us, I know you'll reach out. Yeah. The uh the next few weeks should give me enough space for um my uh home for wayward vampires, as it were. Okay. I just know that there's an awful lot of independents probably in this city that don't get any sort of protection. And so I think offering a place that they can come, provided they play by a couple of very simple rules and they don't have some massive primogen council over their head telling them how to live every day, I think will be could be pretty transformative. Yeah, I think we'll see more and more kindred rolling in as time passes. And depending how it works or how things shake out means that this area may expand. I sort of shake my head. I, yeah, I mean, maybe, but it would have to, I mean, the camera would essentially have to give up on San Francisco for that to happen. Yeah, but if there aren't any kindred here to keep San Francisco. Well, well, hopefully uh, there are at least some kindred. I I still keep coming back to this one last point about Mallet that I can't figure out. Hmm. How has the beckoning not called that crusty-ass vampire somewhere? Oh, you know, good point. The dude's like a thousand years old. I wonder if it is. And he's like found a way or some ritual to ignore it. Yeah, but if that were true, wouldn't half of Clan Tremere not be there too? They would have found a ritual. And even if somehow Mallet had cajoled them or bribed them or paid them to cast it on him, how long would it last for? Or he's not as old as he plays it, as he plays on TV. I chuckle. Yes, I suppose there's always the fact that maybe he's half as old as he actually is, and it's all built up on reputation. I mean, if I know the right people, I can come up with some documents and some coins from the fucking, you know, Roman, you know, the Holy Roman Empire. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, I happen to have some coins from Constantinople. Yeah, but you weren't physically there, is my point. No, that's very true. That's very true. So if you're using that as proof, but you don't have anybody else that was there with you, I'm just, that's just a hunch. Because I can't figure out another way why some of these other vampires couldn't resist the beckoning, but he can. It's a good question. Or unless he's hanging on by such a small thread, and if we find that thread and we cut it, well, it sounds like you have something that your um, ghosts on the other side might be able to look for. Yeah, definitely. Well, I know that Luther's not happy with what's going on, too. So hopefully he's been able to find out something. But, I mean, you better believe that Mallet has found a way to protect himself from all of that. Oh, certainly. Yeah, he he would have found a way to protect himself from the um, Clan Hakata's angle, one would think. Right. Likely also any set of other spellcasters. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I have something much more mundane for him planned. Well, let me know if you need any help. I will absolutely do that. When the time is right. Okay. I'm going to check in with Luther and uh, head to Elysium. Have a good time. Always. I show them out. And I will uh, drive off into the night. All right, so Alex and Marcus, having done their scheming, can part for the night. Alex is going to go have a chat with the friendly neighborhood gangrel ghost before having a discussion with the maybe not-so-friendly neighborhood Elysium Keeper. Uh, But we'll find out, maybe, what happens there at another time. So for now, thank you for listening. I hope you will tune in to our next interlude, whatever that that might be. In the meantime, thank you and good night.